0: Carrying on from the previous episode, we will now dive into the financial aspects of the BRI and pick apart the way the BRI has been conducted. We will ask the question of whether the BRI is able to continue sustainably in regards to financing the project and its impacts.
1: Here's a brief overview. BRI finance and investments stabilized in 2021 at 59.5 billion dollars, compared to 60.5 billion dollars in 2020. The share of investment in China BRI engagement in 2021 shrank to a low point. Comparing globally, BRI performed global trends of FDI into emerging markets.
0: Now we will look at some of the arguments involved with the BRI. The first one is that the amount of financial investment going to BRI compared to previous years. So, Chinese BRI engagement has not been evenly distributed. Asian countries continue to receive the largest share of Chinese BRI investments, about 35% in 2021. African and Middle Eastern countries picked up a large share of Chinese engagement, up from 8% in 2020 to about 38% in 2021. Investments into European BRI countries declined by 84% compared to the first six months of 2020. Particularly Arab and Middle Eastern countries increased investment by about 360% and construction engagement by 116% compared to 2020. Even more increase was observed in South America, where construction engagement
1: shot up by 643%. With one particular risk that this shift is creating is that these two regions are both known for their unstable economy and political structures, which is posing some risk on affecting the successfulness of the BR projects as they will be linked with unstable governments. As well to this, Compared to 2015, the deal size of BR projects in 2021 is 21% smaller. The deal size for investment dec- declined from about $585 to $355 million, which has some significant questions if this will create any backlashes for possible new investments. Global FDI increases of 77% and 30% in developing countries compared to forty point eight decrease in Chinese BRI investments in twenty twenty one. Similar to BRI engagement trends, Africa saw the strongest increase in global FDI inflows on cross-border MA in twenty twenty one, while global FDI into Asia grew only by eighteen percent. Now
0: another piece of debate is the possibility of BRI creating network economics. Now China ranks fourth in FDI, just behind the US, Japan, Germany and also just about above the Netherlands. But arguably, not every contract is about the nominal value of investment when it comes to the BRI. Network economics must be counted for. By using the BRI network, it will be undoubted that BRI countries will mutually receive financial advantages. This will generate more value than expected compared to the FDI of other developed economies that don't create such an obvious network like the BRI.
1: On the other hand, for 2022, we see more competition for development finance toward the US-supported B3W and the US-global gateway strategies, which under certain circumstances can create rival economic networks that might result with stealing BR partner countries from China. For our next subject of debates will be the possible necklines of domestic investment in favor of political gain. China has been using amount of money to create these infrastructure projects, which does seem to have more political gain than economic gain. While doing that, the Chinese government is spending huge amounts of money which they can spend in their education and healthcare in the rural areas which can actually have a direct economic gain. This political decision is interesting regarding China's history of choosing economic gain in place of political gain, which China is indebted to for his economic miracle. Now China,
0: however, is still increasing investment on domestic R&D during this period. China's spending on research and development hit a new high of 2.44% of its gross domestic product in 2021, up 0.03 percentage points from the previous year. Now, the growth of China's R&D spending is attributable to the steady recovery of the Chinese economy last year, enhancing innovation drivers and improving incentive policies. Now, the Global Innovation Index of 2021 released by the World Intellectual Property Organization showed that China has made continuous progress, rising from 14th in 2020 to 12th in 2021, among 132 economies. This clearly shows that the domestic economy
1: has not been dampened by
0: the investment into the BRI. For
1: first, for subtitle, we debated the concerns over the amount of debt created by the BRR. A bad example of BRR, which scars its reputation, is the recently happening economic crisis in Sri Lanka. The country's economy has failed to pay its debts to the BRR, resulting with losing 70% of the project harbour in Hambantota, to an extent of 99 years, which will be operated by China for the time being. Another bad example is Tonga, with the debt to Chinese investment becoming 40% of the country's GDP, create a bad image of the BR as a debt trap, as US and many other Western allies claims. Of course, it is understandable why China will create
0: contracts in its own favour, although there definitely can be debate on the fairness of these contracts. When it comes to the debt trap idea, only time can tell, especially as infrastructure is only scheduled to finish in 2035, which may be delayed by covid making this an early stage of high debt, which would
1: be natural. The fifth subject of debate that we will be talking about is the possibility of corona heavily reducing future programs in the BRR. The pandemic resulted with around 40% of the BRR projects being seriously affected in such extent as some of these projects being totally paused. Moreover to these, the pandemic and the global energy crisis affected Chinese economy deeply, with unemployment has raised significantly to one of the highest records of the Chinese near history. Chinese economy has also grown in a significant fell in the pandemic to 4.3% in 2022, which shows a noticeable fell from 6.1% in 2019. If China won't be able to manage to solve this economic pro- growth problem after the end of the pandemic, they'll create serious concerns on the continuation of funding.
0: Of course, no evidence that the BRI will not be able to continue in a good trajectory has been found, especially as China is still growing compared to
1: other developed countries of the UK, which are near recession at the moment. Our last subject of debate will be the concerns over the local companies' and the government's lobbies' interests being in conflict with China's. The construction contracts in this project are given to Chinese firms in a majority. As, like in many other projects, the biggest direct gainer of these loans are the firms who make these constructions, while the partner country will need to handle the debt. This creates some issues with partner countries who are not taking enough benefits of these loans, as they won't be able to put this money in their local firms to make this money flow on their own economy. So, regarding that logic, it creates a paradox. If the BR works, when it will create partner countries with greater economies and bigger markets. If this happens, these countries will inevitably ask for their local companies to take over these giant investment plans and not the Chinese firms, as the bigger market will create a greater local compromise, which will inevitably lobby the government to push these investments for their own benefit. On the other hand, if these countries' markets and economies are not rising, they will be used as an argument that BR is not beneficial For the partner countries. World Bank loans don't have this requirement of forcing an American company to take over the contract, for example. This difference can create a shift by the BR partner countries toward World Bank loans if BR becomes successful to raise partner countries economies. The more the BR succeeds, the more incentive for individual economies to lead the BR will also rise.
0: However, arguably having Chinese investors is a sign of reliability because the money loaned is from these firms. There is higher incentive to make the BRI successful in each and every BRI country, as any substantial financial shortcomings will be suffered by the Chinese firms. It is also unlikely that China would allow for the contracts made to then allow local economies to take over or even to leave the BRI. So this paradox can only be speculation and may not
1: occur in reality. This has been this week's episode on the Belt and Road Initiative, which has focused on its financial aspects. We hope you had a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. We'll see you next episode.